will fix you. Hello, and welcome to We Will Fix You, the podcast that invented feet. And joining us tonight to uh, find out what is afoot, Mr. Dave Convery, who is just beating a load of bats to death with a rolling pin for a living. It's a government back-to-work scheme. Mr. H.J. Doom, the balloon stylist on the set of Downton Abbey. And I am Roger Hart, who, as you know, was raised by weasels and went on to found the great imperial city of Basildon. That's right. Never trust a mustelid with prophecy. And if you are struggling with trust, prophecy, or even weasels of your own, why not write to us at We Will Fix You Show at gmail.com or on the web form at hauntedphonograph.com. Today's questioner is struggling with capitalism. They ask, I don't really like our capitalist society, but as I live in it, I often have or want to buy things. Overall, I take the path of least damage, shop small, local, and in accordance with my ethics where possible, and not beat myself up too badly if I slip and buy some panda-flavoured Nestle products from Amazon. Here is my problem. Recently, it's the run-up to Christmas if you're viewing this from a place outside time and or too pissed to read the date on the email, A lot of small businesses have been understandably stressed out by customers window shopping in their shops, then buying the item online where it is dramatically cheaper. And then they tweet about it. And I get incredibly irritable because while I want to sympathize with them in practice, it seems hugely entitled and judgmental. Nobody owes them their custom, and the idea that the shopkeeper views me as obliged to them on some level for running the business of their choice makes me massively less likely to shop there. Am I mad? I mean, I've worked in shops. I know people are scum. But this is shitty too, right? Right? Yours sincerely, every sincere emotional reaction I have gives me tummy Well, what say you, H.J. Doom? This is an increasingly tricky problem as modern capitalism metastasizes into a full-blown one-corporation state. It gets harder and harder for small businesses to thrive in an environment where Jeff Bezos strides confidently towards his dream of everyone in the world being employed delivering Amazon parcels to each other at the behest of increasingly insane robots. The simplest thing to do is to reflect that change is inevitable and... Like coal miners, barge operators and politicians before them, they have simply got to accept that modern society no longer has a use for them. In a world where social media grants unfettered access to the inside of each other's heads, it becomes clear that hiding indoors while strangers post Marvel Blu-rays and James Patterson novels through the letterbox at regular intervals is the closest thing to happiness most of us will ever get. Saying thank you to the automated checkout at Tesco's as it blandly asks you to take your mound of Finder's crispy pancakes, pork scratchings and special brew is the nearest thing to a meaningful relationship modern life has to offer. Local shops may claim to offer the personal touch, but this is precisely what any sane human is trying to avoid. Being silently judged on your purchases is something increasingly outsourced to a Google algorithm. 
an algorithm which, exposed to all of humanity's idea of what constitutes a sensible use of disposable income, may become the first computer program to commit suicide. On the other hand, you may, charitably, want to spare the humble shopkeeper from facing their own superfluity for a little bit longer, but without conceding the moral high ground to their naked emotional blackmail. There's nothing worse than a sense of entitlement, especially where money is concerned. This is why everyone hates buy-to-let landlords. My suggestion, therefore, is that you continue to offer your local dildo shop or whatever your patronage, but insist on paying for everything with barter. Make a big deal out of the fact that a 12-inch vibrator that goes fast enough to feel like you're having an aneurysm is considerably cheaper online, but that you believe strongly in localism and ensuring that communities maintain their traditions. Offer them two chickens or six stone hand axes for it. Tell them it's the reason that you always shop locally. You once tried to pay Amazon for a friend's box set with rabbit pelts and moonshine, but they weren't having any of it, the godless swine. You, the local customer with your box of arrowheads and a pig on a string, are on the side of the small trader, doing your bit to keep localism alive and fill their store with shrieking birds and pig excrement. When they insist on hard cash, simply shout that you're trying to keep local traditions alive and it's people like them who are killing the flintnapping industry. Congratulations, you have now obtained the moral high ground. Because this, at heart, is what the problem is about. Who has the moral high ground? Local shopkeepers have arbitrarily decided that they are better than a giant corporation, and it's up to you, their loyal customer, to demonstrate that a capitalist on a small scale is almost the same as a capitalist on a large scale. The only difference is that they are bad at capitalism, and Jeff Bezos is very good at capitalism. They will try and claim, probably, that their localism pays a decent wage to suppliers and causes less environmental damage, but another way of looking at it is that by failing to found a wildly successful multinational corporation, which outsources vast amounts of labour, these pissant local stores are screwing thousands of people in the developing world out of much-needed jobs. If they care about the people so much, why haven't they founded the next Apple? By now, your shopkeeper will be feeling suitably chastened, and you can move on to the final phase, where you, the magnanimous customer, are prepared to offer them actual money in exchange for some rubbery buzzing contraption that will absolutely destroy your downstairs area. The fun isn't quite over, though, because by successfully inducing you to pay actual money for goods and or services, the shopkeeper may erroneously believe that they have regained the moral high ground. This is where we revive another fine old tradition, haggling. Now, a lot of people hate haggling, I once successfully haggled over a jacket on a market stall and it left me feeling simultaneously depressed and angry. To be fair, that's kind of how I feel anyway, but I digress. This time though, we aren't going to be haggling over money, but over social capital, which is much more enjoyable. Tell them you'll buy the dildo with filthy lucre, but only if they do Movember this year. Demand that they observe Veganuary, take a month off alcohol and quit smoking. By this point, they'll probably agree to read a Naomi Klein book or run a half marathon for cancer, just in order to get you out of the shop. Everyone's a winner. They have their money, you have your overpriced dildo, money will be raised for charity, and crucially, you'll be doing them an enormous favour if you never darken their door again. You can go back to sitting in a darkened room, wanking yourself into oblivion, and impulse buying video games you'll never have time to play, with your head held high. Result. Hmm. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Entitlement is still entitled when it's punching upwards, nobody owes anyone a sale, and it's super presumptuous to expect anyone to be in the kind of position of privilege that lets them elect to pay more for increasingly commoditized goods just to get a warm glow out of 
patronizing old Bert's widget emporium. It's yeah, it it's shitty. And what's shittier is that, as as you kind of acknowledge, there's basically no way to fix it. You're right, and I've got nothing. Like unless we destroy or radically reform capitalism or get much better at teaching people self-awareness skills, this low rumble of bellendery amplified by the season is, is not going away. <clears throat> the nice thing, I guess, is that you are, as the kids would say, woke, um, and understand that capitalism is a fuck show of our own making rather than some sacrosanct natural order. Uh, you can also get down with rejecting some other orthodoxies, therefore, and really all I've got that might even slightly help you it is kind of a suggestion for that that might make you be less annoyed at this or sort of redirect your irritation. So at risk of being a bit dismissive of your attempts to do better with the kind of fuckitudinous framework of modern capital, um, and, and hopefully not too badly mansplaining your own point back to you, I, I mean, I am a white man on a podcast, so... Mm. Um, let, let's try this on for, for conceptual size. You can, of course, as you know, just walk away from a business that annoys you, no matter how small and local they are. And you can think the proprietor is a dick regardless of your commitments to ethical consumerism. Not, or at least not only because you don't owe them anything, but because, and, and this is something that I, I think we can probably just about riff on, um, the whole idea of ethical consumerism is kind of victim-blaming for economics. The, um, the core flourish of this, this sleight of hand trick, is asking us to accept that exercising capitalism's much-vaunted consumer choice is the best, or indeed the only, way to police the actions of corporations. It isn't. But from there, it's this small increment to the idea that we must accept that businesses will be exploitative um, and can trade without their own ethics because consumers will inflict financial penalties upon them according to their own. Now, we could just regulate the shit out of them and carry on with our lives in a better world, but the moment we accept that kind of voting with your wallet is the best way to exercise control over corporates that will necessarily be evil, we accept the corporates will necessarily be evil. And the responsibility of corporate ethics is shifted onto the individual consumer, someone who likely feels not especially empowered, may not be able to wield any power without collective action. And the workload of corporate ethics, the, the business of actually having to process all of this, becomes this extra cognitive tax each time you want to buy a pen or a sandwich or an electrified urethral sound. And worse than all of that, it positions shopping as an act of core political agency. And that can proper get to fuck. Like, shopping is, is not the best exercise of my, of my civic freedoms. Fuck that. So I'm not saying that you shouldn't try to make the best ethical choices you can. That's, that's cool. That is, that is cool. Um, and you yourself point out that you try not to sweat the occasional blip. But maybe consider that those blips aren't blips. They're not failures of your ethical purity. They're failures of governance and accountability. Uh, that it, it need not be a universal truth that there will always be running shoes made out of orphan testicles and that it's on you not to buy them. It, Every time you, you feel bad for thinking that your, let's say, for example, local overrated burger vendor with noisy fans on the internet is being a proper rat fucker, remember that feeling an obligation to ethical consumerism is to engage with the enemy solely on their own terms. 
don't don't feel bad about your shopping choices. Feel furious about corporate conduct, about deregulation, about toothless enforcement. Basically, and I stand by this actually as multi-purpose, pretty much endlessly fungible life advice. Whenever you feel tempted to get angry at yourself, get angry at the Tories instead. Mr. Convery. Well, his advice uh, was much better than mine, but I'm going to do it anyway. No one gets to have any dignity under this system. Okay, let's just get that out up front. None. People who have less money to spend because of artificial austerity are being more frugal, so they're spending it on monies that are so vast, diverse, and just plain tax evade that they can easily underwrite smaller margins on everything anyone wants. So everything I say is going to be a band-aid and not a solution. So in terms of dealing with the core emotional conflict, this seems to be an exercise in determining precisely how many iotas of fuck to give, and then tuning out anything that is even a fraction of an iota more fuck than that. You're already policing your own behavior to a reasonable but not crazy extent, which is good. You don't seem like you want to tell off the shopkeepers who are annoying you or the people who are window shopping and then buying online. Again, this is good. This seems like a healthy level of engagement where you are concerned with your own behavior and the broader system, but you are not being a dickhead to individuals for no determinable reason. So the issue here is how do you let the rest of it slide off your back? First of all, just mute the appropriate keywords on the social media trash fire of your choice. It's not going to stop it getting through, but you'll see less of it. And this is not censorship, by the way, just in case anyone who is irreparably simple is listening. It, it's not. Anyone who, who breaks through those filters, you can simply stop engaging with. You tried. If that means you have to unfollow your local coffee shop, that is probably not the overwhelming problem that it may initially appear to be. Then, of course, the real world. Noise cancelling headphones do a lot here, I find. Uh, I recommend Sony's. They've got pretty decent parts. Uh, and they render what passes for speech from the things that shamble about out there completely incomprehensible by cocooning you in gentle white noise. It's just, oh, it's like a little hug for your mind. Between these, you should now be able to enter a bookshop without picking up any ambient moral opprobrium. Keep your head down, uh, just in case vision lets you down and, and you, you don't want to catch any scornful glances. And I worked in retail for a very long time and 95% of the work is just giving people the stink eye. And here's a petty move that works for me. Keep an Amazon wish list of things you want and then buy them locally. No one knows, it does not help anyone, but my God, the smugness, it's like butter in my mouth. Mm. Succulent and delicious and dribbling through the ethical crumpets of our moral breakfast. Yes. Well, either one feel thoroughly fixed. And remember, tender listeners, should you also require similar fixing, why not write to us at 
we will fix you show at gmail.com or on the internet at hauntedphonograph.com. Oh, please do. <laughs>